what's going on everybody uh, this is jeremy hayes with the uh, the fadeaway fitness this side of the rim official podcast uh this is season three episode number six uh today i have with me uh, chase vaudrin he is the director of recruiting uh at the hoop group uh, chase say what's up to everybody here what's going on everybody how we doing Oh, good, good, good. Definitely appreciate you uh, jumping on the show and uh, kind of giving us in a little bit of insight and background of kind of what you what you do now, what you did, and kind of like uh, your journey kind of through the basketball career. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like Jeremy said, my name is uh, Chase Baldwin. Um, I'm uh, 25 years old. I'm from Canton, Ohio. Um, I'm currently one of the directors of recruiting at the Hoop Group. Uh, I'm a grassroots basketball company based out of New Jersey. Um, but yeah, no, I'm a former college basketball player. Like I said, grew up in Canton, Ohio, went to a, uh, smaller high, uh, division one high school basketball in Ohio, Uniontown Lake high school, mm-hmm. um, born and raised there. Um, and so, uh, I've always loved basketball. Like I said, always loved sports, been an athletic kid. Um, and basketball has really been, I mean, obviously a big part of my life. I think it's taught me a lot um, about how to be a man, right. how to um, treat people. Um, and I think that's what I love about sports so much is just how it um, unites people from all different backgrounds um, and just the life lessons that you learn along the way that you may not even recognize while you're, while you're playing. Um, um, right. So that's it's definitely, a really big impact for me. Oh, for sure. And it's definitely crazy how honestly like one ball can bring together so many different people throughout the, uh, throughout the entire world. Um, and you don't have to speak the same language, look the same, talk the same, anything like that. But it's like, as soon as you see somebody playing basketball, you ha- immediately have a common interest. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and it's always, like I said, from the very beginning when I started playing, just seeing people that I played with or played against. Like you said, you have that instant common ground, um, just passing them in the mall or you see them out at a restaurant or something. Just the, that little interaction you get to have it. Those are the things that I always remember and appreciate. Um, that sports all sports have done for me yeah for sure now honestly they said talk about that like kind of go go back to you when you were a kid so talk about your little background um in sports kind of like what all sports did you play um and if you think if you did play multiple sports um do you think it helped you kind of grow and develop more as an athlete like a well-rounded athlete yeah so i um i feel like i was like a, a typical boy when i was growing up i played basketball baseball football um, until about seventh grade. Um, and so I went to a, a Christian school up until sixth grade, but I played school, I played sports, um, at the, the local elementary, like public school. And so, um, yeah, growing up, I played basketball, baseball, football until I got to seventh grade. Um, and then, uh, football just wasn't, wasn't, I guess, cut out for me. Um, I didn't love it as much and, uh, the amount of time and just the things, um, that I wanted to do. I just decided to stick with just basketball and baseball. Um, but having a brother who's a little bit younger than me, I mean, that's pretty much what we did 24 seven. Um, I remember some of, some of my fondest memories just growing up is we had a hoop on our trampoline in our backyard and (laughs) we've spent 10 hours a day out on that, on the trampoline in the backyard, just playing basketball, pretending we were throwing alley-oops to each other and dunking yeah. the ball and it just like I said those I I just love sports um, I love playing with my neighbors and no I think it did help me um as an athlete obviously I think it helped with my athleticism it helped me um just figure out different movements like hand-eye coordination with baseball and things like that right um I'm a left-handed person I do everything left-handed yeah um and so I think that was just a unique thing to um 
be able to have. Like I said, I think it provided some some benefits on the basketball court and in baseball as well. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love both sports. Um, I actually, I guess, would be on on the opposite side of most people's story, but I ended up um, singularly focusing when I got to high school and just doing basketball. And so after my sophomore year, um, I decided to could kind of commit my junior and senior year just to hoops. Right. Um, and I don't know if I would say it maybe hurt me not playing baseball, but I do regret it in terms of just missing out on those memories with right. my friends. A lot of my really close friends in high school were baseball and football players. Yeah. Um, and so um, obviously um, those opportunities kind of went away. And like I said, just going to those baseball games and watching them play, I definitely did miss it. Um, and I think I just got a little caught up in um, – how much I loved basketball and it was great for me and I was able to really develop, but I do um, wish maybe I would have given it um, another two years just to enjoy. And I do think that there is tons of benefits in those things. Um, I think you can get very, you you can almost get a little bit bored um, with doing the same thing all the time. So I think it is nice to be able to mix it up and have some, some freshness in your life. So I think there is plenty of value from both sides. Um, Like I said, I was on that singularly focused side with basketball and, I, I put everything I had into it. I was yeah. in the gym every day in the summer. I joke with people all the time that I kept our YMCA in business in the summertime because <laughs> uh, I was always in there. Right. But uh, no, yeah, I, I love, I've always loved sports. I still love sports to this day. Um, I enjoyed, like I said, the memories growing up. And I think it's where you develop your friendships is out on the, on the, on the field and on the court. Um, so it's, it those all those things really meant a lot to me. Oh, for um, sure. As a young kid growing up in high school, for sure. Yeah, so almost like take that into like, if you, did you have any like major influences kind of on you, you as a person, you as an athlete um, through sports when you were a kid, kind of leading that up to um, when you're a kid, when you get into high school and, and then ultimately when you get into college as well? Yeah, no, I think one big thing for me that's really shaped me into the person I am today and just into the field that I've gotten into is I've been super blessed coaches yeah um who just really taught me how to do things the right way to play the games the right way how to be like you said how to handle yourself on and off the field how to handle success how to handle winning and losing um a couple of those obviously my dad being one of the first ones um he was a, a very talented um basketball player had some division one scholarship offers out of high school uh, but decided to um pursue some other things um had a couple injuries that kind of nagged him as he was going into college and uh, decided to take another route but he i think obviously was the first person to introduce me to the love for sports um and like i said just our relationship and how we were able to develop a bond through my playing careers and how much he was devoted to me and, and my brother um i mean i know my both my parents there isn't five games that I can think of that they missed in, in, in <laughs> right. my career and it right. was just they were so supportive in that and so definitely my dad um I have a family friend um who's his name is Mark Kramer um never coached me but was just a family friend of ours and he just taught me a lot about sports and he, he was just one of the wisest people I know and I could sit with him for hours and just talk the game and he had story upon story um, just about his coaching days and his playing days and I just I, I love sitting down and talking talking sports with him right. he, he really like you said helped me shape the 
I guess I would say the mental side of sports with me and how much of a battle that is and how important it is to kind of control your mind when you are an athlete. Um, and he really shaped that a lot. And I would guess I would say the last person is was my high school basketball coach. Yeah. Um, he uh, is one of the, the most intelligent basketball minds I've ever been around. Um, we, I remember, I tell this story to people all the time. When I remember my senior year, we were at our Christmas party, um, and we sat down as a team and tried to count all of the plays um, that we had put <laughs> in. And I think we were getting close to ninety when he finally said, "All right, I think that's enough." And so, but it was just he was he was so smart and he was an excess of his genius. Right. I, 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 I tell the truth when I say this. I never went into a timeout in my high school career and we ran a play out of that timeout that we had in our book wow. already. He just I drew mean, it up on just, a fly. He was, yeah, he just, he was, like, <laughs> like I said, he loved X's and O's and yeah. I really, one of my skills or one of the things I think helped me excel in basketball was I had a high basketball IQ and yeah. I give him a lot of that credit. He just, we were never the most athletic, we were never the most talented team, but we, we felt confident stepping on that floor because of what he taught us and right. how he taught us how to play um and so i'm forever grateful for the memories he gave me for how he coached me how he pushed me um and just how he taught me to always be a student of the game i think that's the one thing he always preaches to never stop learning never stop being interested in the game and if you if you're good to the game it'll be good back to you oh so, for sure and that's those, where i feel like people for sure yeah i feel like that's where uh, that's a big piece because if you can put the time and time and effort into the game like i said it's it's ultimately going to give back to you, and it's it, 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 and just the severity of form. Uh, like I said, if, if if it just honestly depends on how, how far you're willing to take things. Like I said, you're used to so so used to taking a basketball everywhere you went, and now it's like kind of the two of us are the basketball is taking us everywhere we go. So which is it, it's pretty cool to kind of watch it come all full circle now. For sure. Yeah. So honestly, like take that from your high school playing days, and then lead that right into okay now now you're going to college so where, where did you end up going to and uh talk about your college career yeah so um i was uh like i said i had a, a good high school basketball career um and i think i may be in the in the, in the minority with this one is too but uh i i loved high school basketball i loved the friendship i loved the camaraderie that right. our team had and we finished our senior year and um i was just enjoying the rest of my senior year enjoying friends hanging out and I didn't do, um, I guess, the due diligence on my end of um, looking into schools. I obviously had a dream of playing Division One basketball. Right. Um, that ended up didn't working out. I thought maybe I could play Division Two basketball, be a scholarship kid, and um, not as many of those interests came either. And so I uh, kind of neglected some of those D three schools that were reaching out to me, and just wasn't educated on the process. And right. So um, we're getting close to graduation and. My mom and dad sit me down one night and they said, hey, we're like, we're, we want to support you. We want to help you figure out your decision, but you got to figure this out. Right. Um, and so the one visit I did go on was to Geneva College um, with my cousin. Uh, she was going there on a volleyball um, visit and uh, my uncle convinced me to go along for the ride. Um, I walked out of there and not thinking that I would ever think about going there. Yeah. Um, and we get a couple months down the road and I was, like I said, the only school that I had interested in, and I just kind of was like, well, you know what, maybe I'll give it a try. Right. Um, so it's a very uh, unorthodox way that I ended up there, but like I said, I think it was some of the, the most challenging, but some of the best four years of my life um, yeah. on and off the floor. It really shaped me into who I am today. I 
met my wife at, at, in college and uh like i said i learned i grew a lot as a basketball player in those four years i experienced losing in ways that i never had before in high school i learned how to be a better leader um and so i ended up playing four years of college basketball there and walking away with a good college career um but i think more importantly i walked away as a better man as a better leader as a better person oh for sure i'll always carry with me and i feel like i feel like you learn a lot of like uh specific core values especially as i said division three basketball it's I mean, <laughs> a lot of people just, I would say they look down on Division Three, but like it gets to the point where like I, I guarantee a lot of Division Three teams would, would roll in on high school teams and beat them by 60. And uh, like I said, it's you're playing against grown men still. I mean, the physicality is so much different. The speed is so much different. Um, you got to work for a lot, lot more. You have to think the game. And uh, like I said, nothing really comes easy to you on or off the court. Um, it's not like you get tutor after tutor skill session after skill session you get to miss this class because of this 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 like you have to make sure you're, you're a student first and then your your uh, athletics come second and it's like um like i said i went to division three school and i know how challenging it was um to succeed at a high level and it's like it gets to the point where um that you like you said you become a better person you become a better man and i feel like um like I said, a lot of times people like look down, like I said, look down on division three, but it's like, I feel like it put me in so much of a better position because I had to work for everything that I really wanted to. And uh, like I said, I learned how to succeed in life um, and, and kind of push and power through. Um, like I said, whenever adversity kind of hit me in the face. For sure. No, I, I tell people all the time, obviously in the, in the role that I have at the group, I get a lot of opportunities to speak to high school kids. Um, and I just tell them that like you gotta love it because it's it's a it's a twenty four seven job. You you go from workouts in the morning to class all day to right. practice to to lifting and to study tables and before you know it, then your day's over. And so you have to learn how to prioritize your time. You have to learn how to be responsible. And like I said, if you don't love it, it can become very overwhelming. Um, and so, like I said, I loved it. I wanted to play basketball for four more years. Right. Um, and you're, you're very right. You say I learned my freshman year. I thought I was going to walk in and, <laughs> right. and, and really have some success. And I had a good freshman year, but I got to the end of my freshman year right before the postseason. And I was just exhausted. I was physically tired. Um, and I realized, like, I just wasn't in good enough shape. I wasn't strong enough. And I was going against grown men every right. night. And so I had to really take a commitment my freshman summer and my sophomore year into developing my body so I could be at my best when we, we got to the tournament. So, right. yeah, I think any high school kid could, um, I saw a tweet tonight, could um, really learn or get, get some perspective if they went to a college open gym. Right. Oh, um, yeah. I think some kids <laughs> would really um, have their eyes open. Um, I, like I said, I tell those kids I talk to all the time. Even at Division Three, all of those players were the best players right. on their team, right. in their county, in their state. Right. Um, so there, there's no more hiding anymore. It's, it, there's some good basketball at all levels, and we see that story after story of guys making it to the NBA. But you know, there's good basketball at any any level of college. Oh, um, for and sure. I was, I was thankful that I was able to do it for four years. Um, and yeah, it definitely taught me a lot. For sure. So almost like I said, you, you went to Geneva, played four years there. So... As soon as you graduated, how how did you get into uh, like the training game or the coaching game? How did you get into that? Yeah, so I um, actually out of finishing my senior year, similar again, um, I thought I wanted to um, go into clinical counseling, and so I uh, my uncle is um, a, a counselor, and 
he's played a big role in my life outside of sports um and that's I've always had a heart for helping people. Um, I've always been passionate about that. And so my goal was I was going to go and start my master's and get a, my master's degree in clinical counseling. So I actually finished up college um, and started my first semester of um, clinical counseling um, at Ashland University. Um, and so I was doing that, living at home, commuting up there. Classes were only one day a week. Um, and I was just kind of sitting in those classes and just felt like... Um, I was just doing the work because I had to, not because I wanted to or because right. I enjoyed it. Um, and just to make a little extra money on the side, I had a, a coaching friend of mine ask me to come help coach his, his middle school program. So I was coaching seventh grade basketball just to do it, like I said, for some fun, make a little extra money. And I was enjoying writing up practice plans for seventh grade <laughs> basketball right. more, more than I was writing my papers for class. And right. So um, I had some conversations with some people that mean a lot to me in my life and um, I decided that basketball and coaching was going to be something I wanted to pursue. Um, it was always something I thought about and thought that I would eventually do, um, but I didn't think it would start this early in my career. And so um, I decided to drop out of my master's program and pursue coaching um, at a full time. And so um, I said, like I said, my brother plays uh, Division One basketball at Winthrop University, and I had some good conversations with a couple of his coaches, and they kind of pointed me in some directions that they think would help me get um, into coaching and what I wanted to do. And so um, I uh, was reaching out to people, trying to connect and network. I think that's a big buzzword in the, right. in the coaching world today is network with people. But I reached out to um, Brian Weber, who is the associate head coach at Stony Brook University. Mm -hmm. uh, he grew up in my town, um, went to one of the local high schools around me. Um, I happened to see one of his tweets, um, just him kind of doing a throwback tweet talking about himself um, and how he got to where he was. And I just hit him with a direct message saying, hey, I'd love to connect sometime. Really love your story coming from the same area. I'd love to just talk hoops with you. Right. Um, we connected for a little bit and he said uh, that I reminded him of himself when he was um, at my age and said, I'm going to reach out to um, a friend of mine um, and see if I can try and connect you with them. Right. And a couple of days later, I got a, a phone call from uh, – the vice president at the hoop group asking if I wanted to come be an intern there for a summer. Wow. So I uh, had a free, a free, a free summer, thankfully, and right. uh, took a chance. I was like, Hey, if I don't like it, it's still around basketball for a summer. And yeah, uh, I loved it. And they had a couple people move on to some college positions and they offered me a spot as uh, one of their directors. And so that's how I got to where I am. It's a crazy situation. When I look back on it, it's just crazy how I got to where I am, but uh, I'm thankful for Brian and, I'm thankful for the opportunity of that internship. It's uh, really changed my trajectory in my life and really allowed me to continue to do what I love and be around basketball still and help impact kids and kind of teach them some of the things that were so valuable to me. Oh, for sure. And I said, you, if things didn't work out, they said you, you're still around the, the, the passion and um, the love that you have for basketball. So it's like if things didn't work out, like I said it's not the worst way to spend the summer, but at the same time, it's for like sure. you, you get to impact so many people. And uh, like I said, through the game of basketball, which like I said, you put so much time into it, I feel like here's the here's the giving back now. So here, all of a sudden, now now you're at the hoop group, um, and and things are starting to kind of go well for you. So like, when did you notice that like you're starting to become more successful and kind of doing things the right way, and that you're like kind of on the right path of of uh, like finding out what you really want to do in life here? Yeah, no, I think obviously um, being here, it's really um, taught me a lot about just 
the coaching world um, and just what it takes to be successful as a coach. Um, I uh, I think I like I said I I struggled a little bit when I first got to the hoop group, just figuring out how things worked. Um, I think I felt like I could be a good coach um, because I have a high basketball IQ and I think I feel really comfortable on the floor when it comes to skill development and X's and O's and things like that. Um, but I've just learned through working here and just continuing to talk to coaches that there's so much more that goes into running a program, being a coach, than just the on-the-floor things. Right. Right. Um, and those are the things that I've, I've gotten to learn and to be to experience and be in charge of and learn how to think on my feet and how to problem-solve and how to handle adversity and all these things. And I think that's where this past year I've really grown a lot where I'm starting to feel more confident in myself um, that I could I could step into a program and, and be valuable, be helpful, take things off of a coach's plate, right. um, all of those things. And I think um, that's what I think is so great about working at the Hoop Group is you, you get put in positions of leadership um, and you, you, you get to figure things out as you go. You get real life experience. Um, like you said, you get asked to do things that you've never done before and right. you figure it out and you do it like you said if it doesn't go well you you learn from it and you do it better the next time so i think this past year i've really grown a lot in those areas um it's been just kind of cool to see where life has taken me where i've gotten to go the people i've gotten to meet um and i think the biggest thing i've just learned in this whole process and like you said it's very cliche and i'm sure tons of coaches say it but just being authentic being who you are being real just being nice Right. being genuine with people um, goes a long way for sure um, and I, I think it's just been really cool to just meet some people that have been in this industry for a long time and just pick their brains um, like I said going back to what my high school coach said like never stop being a student of the game I just love talking basketball um, I could watch basketball all day I could talk basketball all day um, <laughs> right and it's just I love it and so I love talking with people I love hearing their stories I love hearing where they came from and how they got to where they are. And um, I think just those opportunities and those conversations that I've been able to have through my, my job is has been some of the, the best things that have happened to me over this past year. It's really been, it's been cool. And I'm excited just to kind of see where these, these next years and these next opportunities take me. Right, and I said, I think that's big because I said you get put in, uh, honestly, it's a thriving company, a thriving business already. And it's like, now all of a sudden you get put into a position where like, and I always talk about like, uh, like high level AAU, you can either go to an AAU event and you can uh, like get so much exposure or you can get exposed super quick. So it's like, you're going to these high level programs uh, and yeah, you're labeled part of the hoop group. And now it's like, you're going and, and you got to do a job. And if you don't do it right, they like said that you just got exposed really quick and you, your position can get filled very easily. But also if you, if you crush it, you just gain so much more respect from from your peers and your elders but it's also like all the people that you just helped impact as well so it's like that and i feel like that's a, that takes um a special human to really get put into tough situations and then be able to thrive off of that and you really grow as a person that way yeah no and that's what i enjoy like i said about the, my role at the hoop group right. um, is i just get to be around kids who had the same goals and dreams that i had when i was in their right. age um they're all working their tails off to try and play maybe make their varsity team or maybe help a division three program or maybe be a mcdonald's all-american and a future lottery draft pick like right. you just get to meet so many kids and just the opportunity that you have like to be a small impact in that 
in those in that way or in their career uh, make a small impact or moment in their life um, and so like I said I enjoy it. it it doesn't feel like work I, I walk into my job and I enjoy what I do I enjoy talking to people I enjoy helping programs out um, like I said it, it, it's all shaping me I think into the coach I want to become and still the, the leader I want to become and the father I want to become one day all those things and so right. I think it's really helped me as a person just as much as it's helped me um, in my career. Yeah, absolutely. So like, honestly, what have been some of like the, the hardest parts about the training game for you? Or for like, if you had any struggles and, and uh, like what you had to do to kind of uh, over overachieve that, uh, that adversity? Yeah, obviously, I think um, some of the things in my role is I run a lot of our camps. And so I'm uh, in charge of hundreds of kids at a time and running camp for kids of all different skill levels and talent levels and age levels um and so i think um being able to flip that switch um in a quick or short amount of time right. um can be hard sometimes and uh i know you and i have discussed this sometimes before just in, in conversation but you could be going from a, a high level division one recruit in right. high school um and then you walk over to another court and you maybe teach him <laughs> fundamental jump stops with some new um, beginners. Right. Just um, having patience and understanding that they're just in different, um, they're running different races. Um, and so there's days where, like you said, everybody obviously wants to be working out with the McDonald's All-Americans and the, the best players in the world. But For sure. I think um, it takes, like you said, I think it's more impactful and it, um, it shows a lot of, um, I think ability, coaching ability, and just skill to be able to teach those young kids. And I think that it means so much to those kids and it could continue to be a influence on them and want them to continue to play basketball, want them to grow up to be a coach and all those things that you don't see in the moment, but um, could change a kid's life. And so just having the patience and stuff to be able to flip that switch and understand who you're teaching and, and how you're instructing and just the way you say things too. Um, I think you learn all of those things being in front of kids a lot. Um, and so I enjoy that, but yeah, it definitely can be a challenge some days. It's just um, being able to flip those switch and be able to step in different roles or right. what we like to say is wear different hats um, in, in the course of a day. Um, you just have to continue to understand that everybody doesn't learn the same way. Um, and so in trying to cater that, that, that teaching to each individual person, even when they're in a group um, to make everybody feel comfortable and help them to succeed at whatever you're trying to do right and i think that is it's very hard that i don't think people and i'm not saying give us give us credit for it but i feel like you 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 get put with a group and that skills group could be like i said have one kid that's very very talented have another kid that is a brand new beginner and i feel like you got to learn to uh adjust your your teaching style and your workouts to uh, fit each person's specific needs, which is hard to do on the fly, but also it's hard to do in the middle of a group session. That's like, um, like I said, it's not too, too hard for the beginner, but also it's not boring for the person that's more advanced. Um, and I feel like that it gets challenging at times. Uh, and especially when you get put into those positions, uh, and you have to think really, really quick on the fly. And, uh, like I said, being able to be patient and and, and, and kids learn at different paces. So I feel like that's huge because like I said, you gotta adjust to what their needs are, not what your needs are. <laughs> you wanna get it done and you say it one time and you get it, yeah, I understand that, but like you gotta think about it in terms of, does that make sense to the kid? Because if you say it more than one time, then it definitely didn't make sense to the kid then. 
Yeah. No, and I think that's a, a struggle that I've had. I like I said, I've been blessed um, with I would say a, a higher basketball IQ, and I feel like I've always picked things up pretty quickly. And, um, I feel like I see the game um, pretty well, and so yeah, when you're teaching something that you may think is simple, um, it just may not be. It may, someone may not comprehend it as easily, and so just being able to break things down and teach things at at a, at a beginner's level um, and kind of build your way up and not like you said make them feel like they don't understand or make them feel dumb but like you said bring them along and encourage them it's yeah it's just i think it is a skill that you learn um and so like you said it takes some patience it takes a little bit of trial and error uh, but i think i enjoy it's a little bit of a challenge from the coaches and you get that competitive nature and you want to be able to do it right and you want to be able to help the kid figure it out and um it's a good feeling when, when they when that light bulb kind of flicks on and it clicks for them finally. right yeah so i said it, it sometimes i feel like being patient is, is challenging but i said i feel like uh like you like you just touched on as soon as that kid kind of gets that light bulb flicker and you start to see that that it's clicking for him i feel like uh there's no better uh method for success and happiness um, like I said, to see that kid who was struggling and couldn't do it and complaining and arguing and this, 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 to now all of a sudden they finally start to to uh, achieve that skill. And uh, I feel like it's very, very, uh, um, like I said, memorable for me um, each and every time that that happens. Uh, and like I said, I want to see the kids succeed at the highest level. And I said, it's challenging to watch them kind of struggle and fail. But ultimately, I'd like to watch kids struggle and fail because it's like, that means they're working. That means they're trying. They're pushing themselves through like tough patches. And then all of a sudden, then they get it. And then, like I said, then you see the smiles happen. I feel like that's very, very rewarding for you. Absolutely. You know, that's, I think, why one of the big reasons why I got into coaching is just not only to help see the, have those kids find success on the floor, but off the floor as well. Yeah, there's there's just a, a cool feeling when, when you have a kid who he sees that success and you see him months down the road or next summer or a year down the road and just to see the improvement that they've had and to just to think that you had a little bit of an impact in, in their next steps it's uh it's cool and it's definitely something i enjoy right so honestly talk about what have been some of the most like memorable moments for you um kind of like either you playing in your personal playing career or also in your uh, your training and coaching careers yeah i think in my my training career um like I mentioned a little bit earlier, I have a younger brother, Chandler, who um, is uh, plays point guard at Winthrop University. And so we're uh, best friends. We, we grew up doing everything together. And so I've uh, been his, um, I guess, by, by no choice of my own when I was younger, but his trainer since uh, I, I can remember. I think I was, I was the, probably the youngest trainer ever because every time I stepped in the gym, I was, I was helping train him. <laughs> right. But, um, I, I every time every summer he comes home um, I, we work out and I, I train him and so um, I think one of the coolest just experiences I've got to have is being at his Big South championship game last year where they ended up getting to win and um, punch their ticket to the tournament obviously the tournament get, didn't get to happen but, right. uh, that's been a dream that he's had since he was a young kid is he wanted to play division one basketball and he wanted to play in the tournament um, and he started at a Division two school out of high school, uh, bet on himself and took a chance right. and uh, tried the Division one route. And uh, his first year playing Division one basketball, he was a starting point guard on a, on a NCAA tournament team. Right. Um, and wow. so just the, 
be a part of that and just to be there at that game it was just really cool because i know how hard he's worked and i know that's been a moment that he's really looked forward to and obviously it was unfortunate that um they didn't get the play but i think being one of the conferences that got to at least have that game and have that feeling right um i think it, it meant a lot to me as a brother as his brother um, but i know it meant a lot to him so i definitely that will always be a moment i remember kind of in training and that will always be something i'll never forget um but playing wise uh like I said, i've had i've had some uh, some great moments um i think one of my favorite moments was when we won maybe going back to high school um huh. we when we won our conference uh championship for the first time in our school's history wow. um i think it was just a, a culmination of uh hard work in, in my career and it was my senior year and it just i know how much effort and and work in the summers and in the fall and during the year that our team put in um and just to kind of have that for our community and have the community rally around us um it was just a, it was a an exciting time um and it was it always be something i enjoy because i really felt like I, i gave everything i had and all of the work that i put in and all of those summer hours i i, I put in and uh to have that experience with my teammates it'll be definitely be one that i'll, I'll never forget right i think that's uh that's something that's going to kind of stick with you kind of throughout the, the remainder of your life that you can kind of talk about and tell your kids and their kids can talk to their kids and like i said it's uh uh, very, very memorable, and like I said, I think that's that's ultimately going to lead you into, like I said, uh, having a special bond, especially with your high school teammates. Um, like I said, you, you share the locker room memories, and you can talk about, like I said, the wins and losses and this and that, but like I said, ha- having having that one one memorable moment that just kind of sticks out really, I, I think, solidifies your bond even more. Yeah, no, it is, and those guys I still keep in touch with today, um, like I said, it's just we uh we always get to like i said talk those those memories and obviously we don't remember the scores of most of the games or who who won and who lost but just all the like i said all the after practice hours all the times going out to eat together those are the things that really like i said we enjoy and that stick with us today and i think like i said at the beginning what's is so cool about sports and team um is it just it unites you and bonds you with people forever um, no matter how long you're away from each other Right, and I think that's huge. And I said almost like transition that into okay. Now, now you're getting to be a big part of the uh, the hoop group training game and coaching game. Like, kind of who have been some of like uh, like the top players that you've had the pleasure to work with, and then also you can kind of touch on uh, we talked about before just the two of us, but like you've had the pleasure to work with uh, DJ Sackman, big big uh, trainer in the training game. Um, kind of talk about like who, like you can name drop some of these people who you've had the pleasure of being being able to work with. Yeah, no. So my uh, my intern summer um, at the hoop group. Um, obviously, I wasn't in, completely running the workouts or the main trainer, but I was helping with a lot of stuff. And that year at Future All American, um, we had uh, Dior Johnson was there, which was cool to watch him play. Right. Um, obviously, we have some guys who are in the hoop group a lot um some division one prospects i know scotty lewis who plays at florida um was grew up in the hoop group um and is there all the time and so through mike rice and dj sackman i've gotten opportunities to be around those guys um but um like i said I, my role um i'm on the younger age kids side of things yeah. and so um i get I think at the opportunity to be around some of the younger kids who obviously one day will be, I think at that level. Um, 
but I think, yeah, I think DJ Sackman has been a, a big impact in my time at the Hoop Group, just learning from him. Um, and obviously he is a very well-known, very successful trainer. And so just getting opportunities to pick his brain and ask him questions about why he does these things and what he feels is important. And even the conversations that you and I have, it's just, I love talking to trainers and guys who do that about what they think is important and what skills they think guys need to master um, to be successful at the next level and right. what translate and what doesn't translate. And so um, I'm just always trying to learn. I enjoy getting in the gym with guys who are high level basketball thinkers and love to work and gym rats. And so we get a bunch of those guys at the hoop group. And that's what's so cool is you just get kids who love the game and every day is an opportunity for you to be on the basketball floor teaching the game. So, right. And I think it's um, huge. Cause I feel like I, like you said, being able to, to talk with DJ Sackman, who's, like I said, I would probably put him in the top five trainers in the world right now um, in any order. It doesn't matter. But I feel like he uh, just being able to have him kind of almost in your back pocket of being able to pick his brain on a regular basis, but then also turn it into all the other high level players that you've been able to work with and then seeing some some struggles and failures from kids that are ultimately going to become uh, 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 like high tier tier players. Like I said that. Like I said, being able to network with those people ultimately comes full swing and uh, kind of helps put you in a better position for what's next, for what you want to do um, kind of moving forward. But like I said, being able to have like sp- certain opportunities, you're, in a- you're able to travel more. So like I said, talk about some of your traveling experiences and what you're able to do with the Hoop Group, kind of more so in the traveling game. Yeah, so I mean, obviously the Hoop Group, we're uh, based out of New Jersey, um, but um, we run our summer camps um, in Pennsylvania at East Stroudsburg University. Um, and then we have our, our skills camp, which which I am in charge of, which is in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania as mm-hmm. well. So obviously we travel up there every summer. Um, we run uh, AAU tournaments in the spring and summer as well. Um, the Pit Jam Fest, which is up by you, yeah, yeah. is one of the most world-renowned tournaments and right. our biggest tournaments of the year. Um, so that's something we always look forward to traveling up there too. Um, we make a trip up to Providence in the summer or in the springtime. We do a tournament up in Virginia at Boo Williams. Um, and then we run some smaller one-day events along the East Coast. So right. I think it allows you to see basketball. And the one thing that really was an eye-opener to me is just the different styles of basketball in the areas of the country that you go to. Right, oh, for like sure. I, said, I come, I come from Midwest, um, Ohio basketball, where it's very it's a lot slower and a lot more sets and a lot more um like i said half court oriented offense um and then i get to new jersey and i get to the group um and it's some of the fastest basketball i've ever seen in my life it makes me sit there and wonder if i would have been able to keep up on a a high school (laughs) floor at some of these games Um, because it's just it's and it's such a different playing style and i think that both styles have their benefits um but it's just been really cool just to see how players like just the, the area that they're from and how their style of play is shaped just by where they're from um and just to kind of see that blend and how they use that to be successful so it's it's been cool and i always look forward to getting on the road and going to see some new teams or going to see some new players or being a, around um, different styles and different programs um, it's just like I said, one of those things that you enjoy and you, you don't take for granted is the opportunity just to see basketball at different levels in different states and different areas. And 
like I said, take things that you learn that you think, oh, oh, like this is something that I like, or this is a drill that I enjoy, or I like the way they do this. So, you know, it's cool. It's something I look forward to, and I, like I said, I don't take it for granted. Yeah, for sure. And I said, I, I, when you do travel, like you, like you said, you get to see so many more people. You get to see so many more experiences. Like I said, it's being able to be put in certain situations and watch people, how they thrive out of them. And uh, like I said, being able to, to watch these, these these teams play. And it's like, like you said, uh, teams that uh, hammer it into the post, teams that dribble drive, teams that catch and shoot threes, like like you put up 50 a game and eventually they'll fall. Like it, it's fun to watch, watch coaches and teams' philosophies and uh, like I said, teaching styles and and it said, see what works, see what doesn't work. And then almost like, I'm not saying steal stuff, but like you can kind of pick different pieces of each place that you've been and then you can kind of transform and make your own little philosophy and kind of and kind of roll with it. And ultimately, like I said, it's just trial and error. And I feel like seeing, seeing things, like I said, from afar and talking to people from afar and, and being able to network and connect with people, like I said, that's where I feel like you really put together your philosophy Um and what you're ultimately going to roll with and call, I guess, your brand, um, which I think is very fun to kind of like um, piece together. Yeah. No, and as you know, obviously, as a, as a basketball guy, everyone says the NBA and coaching is a, it's a, it's a copycat league or it's a copycat right. career, it's a copycat field. So obviously you see things that you enjoy and yeah, you shape it into a way that you think would fit best and you kind of make some, some changes to some things you see. But I think that's you know, one of the things that I enjoy most is just getting to watch basketball and getting to watch some of the, the best basketball minds at whatever level it is and just see how they operate with their programs, with their teams, what they do on and off the floor, their coaching styles. I just, I enjoy watching it. I right. enjoy picking things up and I, I have a, the notes folder in my phone of coaching philosophies right, is what right, it right. says. and if I ever see things that I like I, I keep it in there and like I said I sit down and look through it sometimes and just think about uh, what, what would I do or what why do I why would I want to do that or why would I like this and it's it's cool I think it's like I said it's just that student of the game and just always having open eyes and open ears to new thoughts and new ideas and shaping them into your own eventually create a philosophy that'll be your own for right. a program or whatever it may be one day absolutely so like i said honestly it seems like you've been pretty successful in everything that you've done this far with I said your own personal life and um working with your brother and then turn it into everything you do right now for the hoop group kind of like so what what's next for you like do you have any personal goals like ultimately is there like an, an, an end game to this like what do you kind of want to look forward to and look and, and want to try to achieve here soon yeah, I would, I've definitely, like I said, been blessed up until this point, and um, there's been bumps in the road, but as anything, I'm figuring it out and starting to get more comfortable and enjoying what I'm doing. But, um, yeah, ultimately, I want to get and become a, a, a basketball coach. I want to get into college coaching. Um, I've always had the goal of being a, a Division One basketball coach, um, and so that's, like I said, what, I, what I'm going for and what I'm trying to do um, and so I'm enjoying my time at the Hoop Group enjoying the opportunities that I have um, getting to meet people and learn more basketball and hopefully it'll open up an opportunity for me to get my foot in the door with a program and whatever that role may be um, I'll do it to the best of my ability and right. just be uh, hopefully be helpful and be able to help a program be successful at whatever it takes yeah um, for sure so and i said honestly like, like, like we talked about was like 
like I said, the network and connecting, like I said, being able to be with be with a, a reputable program like the Hoop Group, like I said, puts you in front of um, so many different people and coaches. Like I said, all it takes is uh, the right person. So it's like you, you're sure. doing an event, and next thing you know, you're training some some kid. Next thing you know, it turns into who, who that person knows or what that person does. Um, like I said, their, their dad could be a Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, NAI, JUCO, all this. He could be a head coach. I said he, she could be an assistant coach. Like I said, it, it just like I said, it ultimately how how you run things. Like I said, how you present yourself to different people and uh, how you react to different situations. So like I said, if it gets to the point where you have an opportunity to to kind of coach um and I said at a high level i feel like you're already put in those different situations now um and being able to respond to different situations that you can kind of step right in and kind of be successful in whatever role that you're looking to take for sure i think i echo to my my players and the kids that i'm around a lot that you're always being evaluated right. you're always being watched and you never know who is seeing you um and so it's, a, it's an always an opportunity to be in an, what I say, an interview. It's always an opportunity to present yourself. And so similar to my position, I am blessed with the opportunity to be around a lot of people who are in the game and been successful in it. And whatever they may do, like you said, it may be a, a dad of a player or a friend of a friend who, who right. knows a coach here or there. And so you just want to make sure that you're always um, presenting yourself and the company that you work for um, in a good manner. Because like you said, you never know who's watching. You never know who's listening. Um, and so, and your opportunity could come at any moment. So you want to always have to be ready, and you always have to make sure that you're you're presenting yourself in the best way possible. No, for sure. I'm gonna say that's that's definitely huge. But also, uh, not even just yourself. Uh, so right now, you're the director of recruiting for the Hoop Group. So if you do one thing negative, I guess it, it ultimately reflects poorly on the Hoop Group. Then, so they said it's gotta it, it's like a give and take because ultimately you got to protect the brand at all costs. And uh, I said, if you do your job, play your part, everything looks good. And uh, like I said, and, and you make the brand look really good too. So I said, you never want to get to the port where you like uh, kind of uh, are tearing down <laughs> the place that built you up yeah. almost. So like I said, I, I, in my personal opinion, I would say keep grinding, keep plugging along. And I said, I, I feel like only good things are going to happen for you because just, just by talking to you, you can, you can tell just by your passion and your work ethic that you're on the right path to, to the goals that you want to achieve. No, I appreciate that. Um, like I said, I, I have tons of respect for you and the program that you're a part of. Um, like I said, it was, I remember watching first love play in, in my gym at Geneva when yeah. I was a freshman or sophomore in college. And I'm watching you guys warm up and I was a little afraid you might beat us if we walked out <laughs> and started playing a little bit right. too. So, um, but no, I know that, like you said, you're, you're teaching and instructing and, developing players at all levels and uh, people like you I, I get tons of respect for and I, like I said I'm always following what you're doing and trying to steal some stuff that you're putting on Instagram so don't don't deactivate that anytime soon because <laughs> I need to I um, need to keep learning and stuff. I just be out here just just putting out anything i'm putting out different right. stuff but it's hey you know what i like it uh, you're right all right right take it and run with it like i said if, right. if, it, if you use anything just give me some credits every once in a while <laughs> yeah no, i will i will i'll make sure to shout you out anytime that's i'm doing it at my stuff perfect that sounds good so i got a last couple things i really just want to hear from you and then uh kind of let you go but i, I want to hear uh in your opinion uh your top three players of all time uh three two one one would be the greatest um, I want to hear who, who and then a, a brief why of why you put them yeah. there. Yeah, no, I uh, I love these conversations. Like I said, I love basketball. And so I, my brother and I have these conversations all the time. But I would say for me, 
Uh, starting at number three would definitely have to be um, Kareem. Okay. Just, like I said, just his his stack sheet, his overall numbers. It's just hard to not give him credit right, uh, right. for what he did. I don't care what what era it would it was in. Um, it, it, uh, he could play right now, and nobody's blocking the skyhook. So, right. <laughs> uh, it, it just you got to give him his credit. And so number two, and like you said, I'm sure this is where. It's getting controversial, but my number two is, is Michael Jordan. Yeah. And then my number one is LeBron James. I may be a little biased because yep. I'm an Ohio kid. Right. Uh, and I grew up watching LeBron, but I just think that he, if we're going purely on, on talent and skill set, right. uh, I think he's just, he's the human 2K player. He's different. I think he just does everything well. And like I said, that's no discredit to Michael Jordan. I, watching The Last Dance, and obviously I wasn't, alive when he was playing but right. he's one of the he's the ultimate killer and the, the greatest i think winner um and he really changed the game of basketball and he's i think always his brand is one of the most powerful things that basketball's ever seen oh right like I, said, I think i'm just a little biased and i'm uh, <laughs> a little bit more of a, a pass first kind of player as well and so i just said i love the way lebron plays basketball his iq and his vision is just fun to watch and maybe I'm just a little jealous because I could never score it like Michael Cole, so I'm on the <laughs> right, I'm gonna right. lean I'm gonna lean towards the passing side of the ah, game a little bit because that's where I enjoy it too but and that's what's uh, crazy know, I love it and I honestly I told somebody this the other day I was like honestly I think LeBron if he doesn't pass it as much I feel like he averages 45 50 and and, and leads the league in scoring and wins a scoring title every single year but I feel like he gets his teammates involved first picks his spots, get his points up, and then kind of, okay, let's turn it on a little bit at the end. And I feel like that's where it kind of gets him a bad rap because I feel like yeah. when he gets into it, if he, if he really needed to go score, he goes and gets a bucket. But, like, why don't you just do that all the time then? And uh, yeah. But I said, but I feel like he gets his players involved. And like I said, you, his shooters need to get shots or else they're not going to get in rhythm. So I feel like he, he plays the game the right way. And, and I, I feel like he's not afraid to make a – a right or wrong decision at the end of a game, end of a end of a possession. He drives and like literally you're you're, you're two steps away and you can shoot a floater, a layup, or just dunk it. But yet Chris Bosh or Mike Miller, Kyle Korver, Danny Green, they just flash open in a corner really quick, and LeBron hits them. Is it the right move, wrong move? Like I said, in that in that mind, like um, I feel like LeBron's a little bit better basketball player in mind than I am, so. I feel like he made the right decision. <laughs> I'm sure he saw something yeah. that every viewer on TV or person in the crowd didn't see. So I said, I don't think you can really fault him, but I feel like he takes a lot of heat just because he doesn't take those those crunch time shots that what what Kobe or Michael Jordan would have just t- taken or forced up at some point. Yeah, no, and I always try and I like I said, I mean, obviously that's the argument that we that kind of gets down to is does LeBron really want the ball in his hands at the end of the game and right. stuff? And I. I think I try to see it as if I was if I was the coach of the team and he made that drive and like I said that game in it for the Lakers in the Heat in Game Six right. when he passed it to, Big, to Danny Green and as a coach was that do I want the right play right or do I do I want the ball <laughs> right. and my best player shooting a, a, a tough shot it's it's a tough one and like it I is. said it's uh, it's just one of them things where I, I know I'm sure he thinks at the, at the end of the day that he made the right play and that the, the play he made gave them the best chance to win and he can hang his head on that and he can shake hands or walk away off the court at the end of that game saying hey we, like I said we made the right play and it just didn't go our way that way right. that day but no I think that's what makes basketball fun is the, those conversations and like I said I've always been a, 
uh, an IQ guy, and so I, I enjoy the pass. I enjoy the right play, but I did. I would have loved to see him shoot that game six shot. Oh, right. Make one. It would it would have helped my argument a little bit sometimes. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, well, like I said, I enjoy it. I love watching. I love watching all basketball, and so it's it, it's just cool to even have those talk about those people. Like right. Understand. And that's I where to be able to watch. right, and that's where I mean you could get the the old the Jordan, Kobe, LeBron debate going. I, I mean, yeah. and I'm I'm with it. I'll I'll debate it as long as I really can, and I'll throw out yeah. facts. This this this, but I mean, in my opinion, I honestly just like like to watch LeBron chase greatness right now. Like I said, Kobe sure. Kobe rest in peace. But then Jordan his legacy that was left, like just to kind of see how far he can really go. Like I said, I can't hate on him, and I feel like I, I really just want to just be a witness to everything that he can accomplish and said see what he can really achieve in his life yeah no i mean you take it for granted and obviously when he retires we'll right. talk about it some more but just like i just enjoy flipping on basketball and being able to watch guys like that every single night just to see how they do it at such a high level day in and day out like i said i i t- teach fourth fifth graders day in day out and i get tired and so <laughs> i can only imagine how, how difficult it is to have the entire world watching you play basketball right. in the NBA at a consistent level. Exactly. No, I'll never complain when LeBron's on TV. No, I'll no, never not at all. About that. Not at all. So, honestly, I said the last thing I really want to do is kind of, um, if you could give it, give me one piece of advice, uh, kind of that you would like to leave uh, or, or feed somebody else that could kind of help steer them in the in the same position that you are, um, kind of lead them in the right direction in life. Kind of give us one piece of advice here. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited about this question because I always hear it asked to other people and I've, I've always thought, what would I say in this situation? Right. So it was my, my first shot at Here it. Here we but, go. Um, we'll go kill it. No, I think, yeah, no, I think um, what I've realized just in doing this, I think it's two things. Is one, obviously, just be yourself. Um, don't, don't try and be someone else. Obviously, I love learning about other people. I love watching other coaches. I love thinking about coaches philosophies but at the end of the day if you try and be someone other than who you are you just aren't going to be as successful as you'd like to be right um and just trust that who you are is enough and that who you who you are and how you've been shaped can be successful and can help people out and can help programs out number two i think it's just work as hard as you possibly can there's never a job too small um I, I listened to um alex crusoe on a podcast with jj reddick the other day yeah. i just thought it was one of the the best podcast I've heard in a long time because he just talked about buying into his role um, and just working hard. I think he said that the reason he's had success and why some guys in the G League aren't having as much success is they're, they're going to an interview thinking they're getting what he said. They're applying for the, the CEO position and really they just need someone to clean the bathrooms. Right, right, right. Um, and so I think it's just if you're willing to work hard people will notice it um, and i think that's where i've had some success so far is just working hard and doing it with a smile on my face and in earning trust i've been able to have more responsibility but just don't be afraid to do the little things and don't discount what those little things are and people right. do notice those and they go a long way and so uh, you don't have to hit home runs every single time just just keep hitting singles keep doing your job every right. single day and love what you do and like i said be okay with the outcome and It'll, it'll all work out at the end of the day so for sure definitely agree so i said honestly like, the last thing i really need from you uh anybody that wants to kind of follow on your in, in your journey and your path um if you could shout out your show, social media handles um especially twitter instagram that way i said they can kind of follow along with your journey as well 
yeah no uh, yeah i'm obviously involved with twitter and instagram um obviously a lot of the stuff we do is on our on our hoop group page and there's a lot of good stuff i think for players and coaches that we're always putting on there so definitely if you don't follow our hoop group account definitely do that but uh my twitter is uh my my, my first name is chase so it's cc baudrin b-a-u-d-r-i-n um, and then my instagram i believe is the same uh, but it, it's under coach chase as well but Perfect. i'm always trying to promote the hoop group like i said I, I i love basketball i'm always retweeting and quote tweeting things that i think kids can learn from and stuff that had impacts on me but um no i think the best thing you can do is follow as many sports basketball accounts as possible follow as many coaches because right. they got tons of wisdom and that you just i think that we underestimate the power of social media and it gets a negative uh connotation sometimes and uh but i think there's so much you can learn from social media and right. i've learned so much just from the accounts that i follow just like i said putting things in my notes and putting things away that I've learned just from the people I follow has been really impactful in my time. So I try and see it as a positive and take advantage of it. I worry about my, my ratio on if I got too many followers or following. <laughs> right. I like that I just want to learn and find, see some good things on my, on my timeline. When right. I Perfect. That sounds good, man. Like I said, I, I, I appreciate everything, uh, everything that you do and uh, for the game. And like I said, I wish you nothing but the best, best of luck with uh, moving forward. And, and I know that you and I will be, kind of doing some projects up here and there and i said hopefully Absolutely. we can kind of kill it and said if there's anything you could ever need from me they said you know how to get in touch with me but i said i wish you nothing but the best and uh, hopefully there's a lot of success uh in your future for you man absolutely and like i said i appreciate you having me on you're doing it for the right reasons and um if there's anything i can ever do to help you out do not hesitate to ask it like i said i'd be happy to help you out you meant a lot to me i've admired you from afar so i'm looking forward to building our relationship and growing together as we continue to help out the game of basketball and grow it forward absolutely like i said i definitely appreciate you man so like i said i thank you so much and uh, we'll talk to you soon absolutely sounds good thank you